What's up, Philadelphia, man? Welcome to another episode of Scotty Talks Philly Sports. It's your boy Scotty here. Um, I know uh, I'm, I'm, I'm by myself tonight. Uh, I actually got my, my little guy, Rocket, here beside me, the Philly pup. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it's by myself tonight. I just wanted to give you all a quick recap, quick thoughts on the game from, from Sunday, uh, the Big L to, to the Washington football team. Before we get started, remember to hit that like, hit that subscribe button below. Um, still driving for that that 125 subscriber mark on YouTube, man. If you guys can get me there, I will get one of you lucky listeners a brand new Darius Slade jersey, size of your choice, from Fanatics.com. Uh, get me to 125, and, we, and, I, and I'm going to get you that jersey. I'm going to be doing jersey give giveaways all throughout the season, so make sure to subscribe now to get your fair share of chances. Um, yeah, also remember to follow me on Twitter, my personal page, Scotty Drown, my sports page, ST Philly Sports 1. Um, so now that we got all of that out of the way, let's get to the real business, man. I, I'm going to give you guys a quick overview of what I'm going to go over tonight. Um so I got three, uh, you know, studs, dreams. I started a new segment for a uh, fan side at Section 215, who I write for. Um, dreams and nightmares each week. So my dreams and nightmares from week one, I'm going to go over those guys. Um, also just going to give some, you know, quick quick talking points, quick takeaways from the game, uh, what, what the Eagles need to do moving forward. Um, and then, yeah, we're, I'm going to get you guys out of here. This is going to be a really quick episode. Just really wanted to touch on this, you know, disappointing-ass game. Um, like I said, Eagles go up 17-0 early in the second quarter. You know, 34-yard uh, touchdown pass from my guy Dallas Goddard. That's my guy. I've been raving about him all season. We'll get into that later. Um, you know, they go up 17-0. Uh, Carson Wentz throws an interception, you know, late in the first half. And from there, it all unraveled. Um, you saw Carson Wentz just getting beat up all day. So let's dive right into the nightmares because there, there wasn't many dreams from this game, bro. Um, nightmare number one, my God, Doug Peterson. What was the game plan, brother? What was the game plan, man? That looked like a game plan, you know, back when the offensive line was completely healthy. Sure. We can, de you know, we can, we can take our time back there when we have a fully healthy offensive line. You know, Wentz can hoist those 70-yard passes up. Not right now against the Washington football team's defensive line, man. That defensive line is really good. So, um, you know, you saw the Eagles come out, 17 run plays total. Your offensive line is beat up. And you're not going to try to establish the run. You're going to keep trying to do, you know, these deep ass. It's like it's like in Madden, you just send all the receivers on a go route, hail mary. That's what it looked like on Sunday. I mean, constantly. And then you and then you got them trying play action passes. You have to establish the run to run play action passes. You had Carson Wentz dropping back over fifty times in that pocket. 
50 times. Do you want him to get hurt? Is that the plan? And then you see, you know, and on top of that, let's just talk about Jalen Hurts, who's inactive. You got Carson, who's what? Rushed 20 times, you know, QB hurries, 20 QB hurries, 15 QB hits, eight sacks, the most in his career. This is the most we've ever seen Wentz get hurt. We know his – get hit. <laughs> we know his injury history, man. It was like we were begging for Wentz to get hurt or something. I, I did not understand the game plan. I didn't, Doug. So get that shit together. You look at a guy like Jalen Rager, yeah, he had the 55-yard catch. Awesome, Rager bomb, baby. Love that shit. But come on. You're looking at one of the most – Athletic guys on the team. Get him involved in other ways. Get him the ball in space. You're, you're, you're lacking running backs. Maybe that's why you only ran the ball 17 times. I've been told you to get another running back after Miles Sanders. He's a small back. He's going to get beat up. Miles Sanders is a great player, but he is a smaller running back. Come on. And you look at his injury now, the hamstring injury. That's going to that's gonna affect him the rest of this season, I promise you. The way this training staff goes, I mean, the way injuries go in Philadelphia in general, that will hamper him the rest of the season. I hope I'm wrong. I truly do. I hope I'm wrong. They need to be calling up Devontae Freeman right now. But you're telling me with the lack of running backs that we had in that game, you know, between Clement, uh, Scott, and uh, Huntley, I mean, this guy came off the street and he's getting carries. Um you know, between those guys, you, you were lacking running backs, obviously. But then you, you can't give a handoff to, to, to you know, Jalen Rager on a wide receiver reverse or some, some type of slot reverse. You know what I mean? You, get, get creative. Get dynamic. Run a wildcat play. Shit. I don't care how you run it. Just run the football. Man, you can't get Jalen Rager involved more than that. Jesus. I, I, don't, I don't understand. How about we run a screen to him? You know, run a slant. Stop just run it, having him run go routes. We get it. He's fast. We get it. You know, Deshaun Jackson, go route. We get it. They're fast. Don't overuse it, Doug. Don't overthink it. Next nightmare of the week, man. Obviously, Carson Wentz, bro. One of the worst games I've ever seen from Wentz, ever. You know, a few games come to mind, specifically last year against the Patriots. I thought that was a terrible game. Um, the year before that against the Saints, terrible game. Uh, just a few of the games that I can just distinctly remember as his worst performances. Um, as, far as, uh, as far as Wentz goes, man, he started out so hot, right? So hot. And then, boom. You know, that interception changed the entire momentum of the game. It changed everything. And from there on out, you just saw, you know, whether it was him getting shook up by all the hits or him just totally off his mark, you know, with the shortened offseason, whatever the case may be, I did not see the elite wins that I know, regardless of that offensive line and what they're doing. Um, a lot of bad decisions on his on his end, you know, holding the ball too long. Um, late throws to Rager and, and Hightower that cost us turnovers. You know, two fumbles, the same shit we dealt with. You know, his career is, the, is this fump, these fumbles out of the pocket, man. He's got to get a pocket presence to him, man, and, and, and get the, deci the decision-making has to be quicker. I don't know if it's Doug or if it's Carson 
as far as what these play, the way these plays are drawn up, the decision-making process. You know, in a game like that, you need to get the ball out quick. I don't care what the coach is, is calling. Get the ball out quick. Your running, backs should be, your running backs and your tight ends should have been your best friends that get that game. And the way they started out the game, they were. And it worked. And then they went away from it. So you saw that, that team unraveling. Like I said, Carson was getting beat up. Um, so it's almost understandable, but you're a fifth-year quarterback. You're supposed to be elite. We all call you elite as fans, half the fan base at least. The other half, you know, the toxic end of the fan base just can't wait for him to fail, which that's always pretty annoying, but that's for another day. I won't get into those toxic fans that just pray for players to fail on their own team. That's just awfully weird. Tell him, Scott. Um, but, yeah, we need, we need better from Carson. A 14.2 QB rating. Are, are, are we joking, Carson? Are we joking? He's got better than that in him. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not truly worried. Um, you hope that he's, he's uh, you know, healthy after taking a beating like that. They did not run a lot of bootlegs, a lot, you know, getting him out of the pocket, out of that weak pocket, um, which you would like to see. Where you, you like to see Carson with clear, clear eyes downfield and able to make his decisions. That's when he's at his best. Um, didn't see any RPOs. I, I mean, I don't get it. That, that offense is perfect for, for the players that we have between the tight ends and the quick guys on the outside. Don't understand that. Um, also opens up your running game as well. Um, but yeah, Carson nightmare. One of the, one of the three nightmares of the week. Um, another nightmare, man, that offensive line, we've already talked about them enough. I know they're beat up, but Damn it, you got to be better. I swear. You guys are NFL-level players. Protect your quarterback. Get some dignity about yourself, seriously. Get some dignity, some pride back there. I, I know getting Lane back will supply that. Um, get, some, get some goddamn dignity, O-line. And I'm talking to all of you. Because Jason Kelsey looked like shit. Uh, at least Jason Peters played 100% of the snaps. That is a good-ass point, honestly. Um but still, guys, you guys got to play goddamn better. And uh, if I have to watch another game like that, I, I, I might rip my, my goddamn hair out, honestly. Um, but, yeah, th- those guys were nightmarish. I don't even need to bring up the stats again. I've already said them like three times because they were that, – that was our loss right there. Between, you know, the sacks, the, the, the QB hits, and the interceptions and the fumbles, that's the game right there, easily, easily. The turnovers let that that team back in the game, um, and that uh, that's a it's a combination of on Wentz on that offensive line and on Doug. Um, but yeah, those are my nightmares of the week. I got a couple studs of the week. Uh, I got my guy Dallas Goddard. Man, was I glad to see him finally get his touches. Um, yeah, he got some touches down the stretch at the end of the season last year, here and there. It's very inconsistent involving him in the offense. Um, this year, I'm expecting a heavy dose of Goddard, um, which brings up another, another, very, uh, another point I really wanted to hit here uh, before I end the show. Um, Zach Ertz, man. I don't know what's going on there. The reports came out, you know, Ertz and how he got in a public argument, you know, after practice or something, and uh, you know, around other players, screaming match. You guys can't be doing that shit. And 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 I don't know, I don't know who's who's at blame. Whether it's Howie, um, it seems like there's always a common denominator there, though. It's always Howie Roseman, draft picks, Howie Roseman, players, 
you know, retain, like Alshon, Howie Rosa. He's always saying annoying shit, drafting annoying players. There's a common denominator here. And, and my guy, David Esther, my editor from uh, Section 215, he opened my eyes a little bit, you know, after this game. Obviously, the game was an eye-opener in itself. But um, that's a whole other conversation. Regardless, my feeling on it is that Howie went to Zach, told him to stop talking to the public about the, the contract situation. Zach said, you know, screw you. How about you pay me? I'm a Hall of Fame tight end. You know, and then from there on out, it's a stalemate. You're not going to accomplish anything. Um, either way, that shit cannot happen. Um, if, if, if that stuff continues, then, then we may see Ertz out the door before the trade deadline, man. And I'm not joking. Um, I have sources around the, the subject, and Ertz is ongoingly pissed, frustrated with this team. He loves his teammates, but he is frustrated, man. Um, and he wants paid, and he deserves to be paid. And it's understandable. Um, but with that being said... I think you kind of saw it on Sunday, you know, Ertz being sort of phased out of the offense, right? Phased out of the offense. Goddard was heavily involved. Nine targets, eight receptions, 101 receiving yards, 12.6 yards per catch, a tutty, and uh, was by far the Eagles' best receiver that, that game. And um, he, he, was, he got the most targets with nine um, a guy I've been calling for, a guy that I, I called before the season, I called it at the end of last season, um, Goddard was one of my breakout guys this year, and he is going to – I don't want to say it so confidently. He might just take that tight end one spot this season over Ertz, man. He looked explosive. And that's him coming off a fractured thumb, right? But um, that's one of my studs this week. Um, next, uh, Josh Sweat, bro. Oh, wow. We definitely need to get this guy on the field more. Um, I don't see any reason why we won't, you know, with Vinny Curry going down, going on IR, uh, Derek Barnett's been beat up. Uh, Brandon Graham went into concussion protocol over the, over the weekend. So, um, no reason Josh Sweat shouldn't be getting some, uh, some snaps out there. Three tackles, two QB hits tied for the lead on the team with Malik Jackson and T.Y. McGill. Um, he had a sack, a forced fumble in the same play. Guy was rated 91.9 defensive rating by uh, PFF. Uh, came in second, right? Came in second out of all players in the NFL as far as defensive rating um, on Sunday. So, man, kid's got a bright future. If he brings that type of intensity and efficiency on those snaps – He's going to keep on earning more and more playing time, and I'm excited about it when you got a guy like Derek Barnett who just can't seem to stay on the field, man. And, you know, why spend big money there when you got a guy like Josh Sweat? Um, you should see Jannard Avery get some snaps, some more snaps in there as well. Um, but, yeah, Josh Sweat looking like a stud, one of the few bright spots. Um, another bright spot, I was happy to see Malik Jackson back. Um, truly dreamlike. Man, I remember in the first quarter, this guy speared Dwayne Haskins for an incomplete pass. And uh, it was just good to see. Um, the disappointing factor in this, the whole defensive tackle situation, is Fletcher Cox. You know, who is – is he going to be a liability this year? Like, or is he going to play up to his potential and what he's supposed to play like? Or is he just past his prime? I mean, we'll, we'll find out this season. I'm not going that far. Um, Fletcher Cox was one of the guys I had slated – 
to have a monster season, finally having Malik Jackson, probably the best defensive tackle he's ever played beside, uh, as well as Javon Hargrave. You know, uh, hopefully we get Hargrave back. He's going to be a force on that defensive line. Um, but, yeah, Malik Jackson looked great. He looked fresh. He looked healthy. He was all over the place, you know, getting stops in the run game, uh, getting QB hits. So very excited for that defensive line. Um, overall, with the defense, man, I was not disappointed. I thought Slade did really well McLaurin. Um, defense didn't look bad, you know, that whole first half. And then we start turning the ball over. We start putting them in deep spot, uh, you know, in bad spots with our offensive miscues you know, turning the ball over on downs, you know, getting sacked out of field goal range. I mean, just endless fumbles, interceptions. I mean, endless ways for the Washington football team to get back in the game. Um, their defense truly took over that game uh, towards the end of it, and, and, and you saw it. That was why we lost. Um, I think Dwayne Haskins is a hot bag of garbage. For him to come out and beat us, that's what makes this this loss the most disgusting. Um, obviously, I'm going to throw some respect in there for that defensive line and that whole defensive unit. Um, Landon Collins was out there rocking, rocking guys left and right on, on defense. Um, that defense was all over the ball, man. You saw it on the interceptions. They were they were reading Wentz, and, and he was making the late, late throws, and uh, they were costly. And, and that defense won them that game for sure. That defensive line is one of the best, probably top five, maybe even top three in the NFL. Um, it doesn't just stop with Chase Young and Kerrigan. You got Ioannidis. You got Payne. You got Sweat. Down. I mean, they, they, it is endless the way they rotate these monsters in there on that defensive line. Um, and then finally, I just want to shout out Ron Rivera. I know he's battling cancer, but, man, this guy has not lost his edge. Um, you saw it with a big fourth and one go for it at the end of the game. That pretty much sealed it. Uh and, and you just saw it the entire game, the resiliency going down 17-0. to It was just – it was amazing, honestly, because you saw Ron Rivera's imprint on this team that has been dragged the entire offseason. And uh, for them to come out and beat the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, with they don't even have a name yet. That shows you what type of chip on their shoulder and what type of coach they got. And, and that's, that's another difference in the game. You see his game – the way Ron Rivera coaches and presents that defensive intensity that he brings to his teams, you saw that implemented in their team, in their DNA. You didn't see that with Doug, and you didn't see creativeness. You didn't see anything from Doug in his side of things. You didn't see – the Eagles didn't have an identity. That's what it comes down to. Um, so just some quick takeaway, takeaways before I get off of here. Um, these young receivers are good, man. They're fast. They get open. That's a difference from last year, you know, with guys like J.J. Rager and Hightower can get open. They're fast. They're quick. They can get open. Um, we got to get some chemistry flowing between them and Wentz, obviously. They, they had a short offseason, the rookies especially. Um, so we got to get those guys clicking. Uh, I have faith in that. I, I think the more reps that we get in throughout the season, the better that will get. Um as far as, you know, Ertz, Jesus, he, he, might be, uh, he might be traded before the end of the season or, you know, before the, the trade deadline. We could see him gone. Um, Fletcher Cox is another guy with that high salary. Watch out, man. If he does not play up the par, watch out for that trade deadline. Um, 
You know, obviously, another takeaway, we need Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders back. We need to establish the run to protect Wentz. We need Lane Johnson to shore up the right side of that that offensive line. Um, I'd probably say even Lane more than Miles we need right now just, just to shore up that offensive line. Um, we need those guys, and, and we need the team to get healthy in general. We need guys like Hargrave back. We need guys like Barnett back. We need these guys right now. Um you know, final takeaway, Doug, you know, get 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 a dynamic game plan together for once, goddammit. I'm tired of seeing the same old boring shit. I mean, come on, switch it up. You don't have to do every drive the same way. Speed up the tempo. Get them flowing. Get a chemistry going. There's just nothing. It's just a stale-ass offense. I, I establish the run first and foremost. Go go grab Devontae Freeman right now, like I've been telling y'all. Go grab him. God. Yeah, guys like Fournette, Freeman, hide out there for less than $2 million. Come on. Needless to say, establish the run. Get your line together. Make a more dynamic game plan. Get Rager involved in ways other than just go routes. Screen game, you know, wide, re- wide receiver reverses. Get him involved in the running game. Get him in open space. I just want to see this guy be successful, and I do not want to see him and Wentz held back by their coaching. Wentz, we got to make quicker and better decisions. You need to be in that film room all week. All week. Throw the ball away. That's okay, Wentz. You don't have to make the hero play every time. I love you, bro, but throw the goddamn ball away. That's all I got for you guys this week, man. Uh, obviously, like I said, I'll be coming back later this week with the Rams preview. Uh, also throw in a little fantasy preview there. Um, went two for four in fantasy this week, man. It's about half bad, half good, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'll have a fantasy preview for you guys later this week, and uh, I'll get you ready for that Eagles-Rams game on Sunday. Uh, don't be surprised if the Eagles bounce back, man. It, 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 it would not surprise me. They're so goddamn inconsistent, they might just blow the Rams out. I'm not even joking. They might. Uh, and that's not a shot at your boys, uh, Mr. Pastor Remy. I know you stationed over there in uh, Japan. You'll, you'll be watching this at some point. But um, that is not a shot at your Rams, my man. Uh, it's just more about the Eagles and, and the way that they are, you know, the way they are developed and the way they, they play sometimes. You just never know what you're going to get. Um, but they will be playing a better team in the Rams this week than the Washington football team, that's for sure, and probably a better defensive line with Aaron, Aaron Donald, man, in that, that unit. Um, but before I get out of here, I do want to thank you guys for getting me to 100 subscribers. I'm up to – 110. We need to hit that 125 mark before I give the sleigh jersey away. I uh, can't wait to do that. I can't wait to make somebody's day by giving them a sleigh jersey. That's exciting. CB1. Um, but yeah, get me up to 125 subscribers. I'm going to uh, do that raffle and get that jersey out to you. Uh, whatever size you need via fanatics.com, official gear for the NFL season. Um, yeah. And by the way, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Did I say that enough this episode? Like and subscribe. Support your brother. Uh, I'm just out here expressing myself about the birds and the rest of the Philly units. Um, Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for getting me up over 100 subscribers on YouTube. 
and uh, let's keep this train moving. You know what I mean? Let's keep going. Let's keep, you know, getting better. I want to have more people on the show. I want to have players on the show. I want to have guests. I want to have everything. I want everything. Thank you guys, though, seriously, for listening to my show. Um, and, and once again, thank you for checking out this episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Scotty Drown, personal account, sports page, ST Philly Sports One on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, um, Scotty Talks Philly Sports on Facebook. And that's a wrap for the show, guys. I wanted to make this quick, get it out to you. And uh, let's get ready for this Rams game. It's, try- it's time to turn around the season already. It's just week two. Thank you guys for checking it out. That's it for Scotty Talks Philly Sports. Have a good night and a good rest of your week. Much love, Philly.